you give me a fade in this time? Yeah. Is that a slight fade? Holy moly, ladies and gentlemen. Like, I got all these pieces in front of me now because Mo keeps feeding me puzzles. Mm. Mo himself is the puzzle master now these days. Man, it's complicated doing all these things, you know? Like, and I'm not talking about puzzles. I'm talking about life puzzles. <laughs> yeah, life is... Uh, you know what I mean? Like, this is... something. This little wooden contraption here is simple. That's your life right now. Yeah, that's what I mean. This is... And this Putting is... Putting it back together. This is a simplified version because the number of variables are limited. Yeah. Whereas in actual life, um, it's harder to figure out where those limitations are, what those boundaries are. But dude, man, like, so you get forth. one piece... It starts to connect. Easy, well, huh? easy, well. You start with one piece, man. It's yeah. the the small puzzle turns uh -huh. into the big puzzle, yeah. one little bit at a time. And uh, man, listen, I gotta be honest because we're goofing around with this thing, and we've been consistent with it, and we've been here every day, and we've been like making uh, slight modifications. We're listening to everybody, by the way. Like we're, you know, you say it, we listen. Like that's where we're at with this show right now. Yeah, I appreciate the feedback, everyone. And and that's the truth. That's the truth. And and and, and I got to be honest as well. We're probably going to keep tweaking. Like that's all I can say. And I know people are creatures of habit and so forth. But like, I want to find that. I want to find that optimum, that optim optimal optimum opium. <laughs> no God. Oh the YouTube version of it. Different kind of show. The YouTube version of it. And it's even crazy when it comes to like subject matter and stuff because it's obvious what, what our lane is and has been. And I've been doing this thing for whatever decade. But then it's also like, man, I'm just reading my stuff and there's so many uh, there's so many things that I find interesting that I wouldn't mind talking about. So it's like if 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 people are willing to go on that ride as well, then who knows? Maybe we'll integrate a little bit more of that sort of world news and uh other things that are topical but i don't know like i don't know it's just sometimes it's whatever pops up that you might want to reference or talk about and uh you just want to have a little bit of flexibility on that as well yeah. huge appreciation for everybody who is here for the pre-show we might be modding the pre-show component a little bit uh maybe for tomorrow and going forward uh, but it, w those inputs are, are truly invaluable because it, it allows for us to have that some form of dialogue while maintaining some structure to the show as well. Anyway, listen, you don't want to necessarily hear about all this tweaking and so forth. You just want us to, well, we'll be the tweakers and uh, you guys help, the us, help, help us out. You guys help us out. Watchers. You guys help us out. Improvers. You guys help us out. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, I don't know what I'm, I'm puzzle, I know that I'm doing other things. I just made a bridge with the puzzle, oh. which is not the intent either, by the way. Mm -hmm. Oh man. I was reading about this chat GPT stuff. Oh boy. You want to get into it? No, I just, were you, have you been looking at any of this? I have. Okay. Um, so quite a lot. It's actually very scary in a, so in a good and bad way. So obviously it's got the interest. It's got the interest of the likes of Microsoft and, um, you know, you have companies like Google that are apparently working on their own versions of it. Obviously it has major implications for um, 
search and the web and research and like well everything it has major plagiarism plagiarism for sure actually well, and that's the thing I and mean, you probably didn't have time to insert this yet but this is like the last it's thing i was down right now actually yeah it's down i was trying to get on this morning oh okay. that's actually what was happening and uh, either you'll get the page that's that says hey sorry we're overloaded or yeah. you'll just get this mm-hmm. too many redirects but this, the reason it's top of mind for me, and I know you have a whole show set up here, but I, I was reading about this just before I came over here and how they're treating it in academia. So it's mm. become a huge problem already. Already. Yeah. Writing been, uh, essays. Been here for five minutes and uh, sort of in the u.s canada well wherever anybody's using it these groups are struggling these uh, academic institutions are struggling to adjust to this existing because it's it's not like you're just well it's not even necessarily plagiarism will right it's not somebody else's work Mm. it's something else's work but Mm. at, at the same time what does the future look like for us are we more it's like the calculator it's 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 like the language version of the calculator and obviously extremely more advanced. Is it is it a tool we learn to live alongside with or is it a thing that has to be shunned? Well, in some cases it depends it seems to depend on the type of school. So, this article is US schools struggle to adapt as students use ChatGPT AI tool to cheat schoolwork. Well, they're using the word cheat and that's the right one that you just found. They're using the word cheat, but others uh, seem to disagree. And they're also using the word plagiarize. Uh, Northern Michigan University philosophy pr- professor Anthony Alman is one of many professors who have modified their essay writing requirements for their classes, requiring students to write first drafts in the classroom and later drafts with explanations of each revision. Like we're going to be writing That's even more work. We're going to be writing essays about our essays. We're going to get have chat uh, GPT writing an essay about how we just wrote our essay. Yeah. That's the levels to it. But uh, they're not the only ones. Uh, there are others that uh, have banned the tool from school Wi-Fi networks and devices. They're saying can't use it at all. Public uh, school systems in New York City and Seattle have banned it. And then you have the higher education institutions and universities that can't really do that because there's a certain amount of freedom the user has when it comes to doing their own research, crafting their thing, um, what they call academic freedom. Huh. And it's like, I mean, listen, you can you cite sources. You have sources when you write something. You cite those sources. Just chat GPT. Well, what if, but, but like, what if, is there a, a, an amount of uh, AI intervention that we all determine is, is okay? If it's uh, t- 10%, 30%, like mm-hmm. whatever it is wrapped around your own insights, it, it all gets very complicated, but it's not just academia. This obviously, like I, I mentioned earlier, has implications all over the place. We're gonna have to figure out our rules around it. We still want people to learn and think and question and so forth. But if you're preparing people for a future in which our interactions with AI are frequent, in which from moment to moment, we're expected to work with tools like this, then education at some point has to be a reflection of that eventual future that we're preparing people for. Mm-hmm. So you can't just 
pull it from the networks completely and block it completely, it, it, it may be a reality for some. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I got one more story on it. And you probably didn't have time to add that either because apparently there might be some human intervention going on. <laughs> this. What do you mean? Now, I just listen. I, I'm just going to say it just straight up. This is not uh, something that I've done extensive research on. But when I saw this article, this thing was captivating to me. Uh, it's on a website called Mind Matters, and the article is found, ChatGPT's Humans in the Loop. And so this is an individual, uh, uh, an interviewer, researcher, writer, who essentially started asking ChatGPT questions about human intervention mm. inside of the tool in order to see what the responses would be. And there are some really interesting responses here. Conversing with ChatGPT, you could swear there was a human on the other end if you didn't know better. For all intents and purposes, ChatGPT has achieved the holy grail of AI and passed the Turing test on a global scale. Obviously convinced Microsoft to get interested for like 10 billion bucks. But some of the dialogue here is interesting. Here's a question from the reporter. You just said that humans are writing responses for GPT-3 and get confused by the text with extra spaces. ChatGPT says, I apologize for any confusion, but GPT-3 is an autonomous AI model that generates text on its own. It doesn't require human intervention for this task. However, the response you are receiving is being filtered and edited by the open AI team who, who ensure that the text generated by the model is coherent, accurate, and appropriate for the given prompt. So that kind of brings into question when it comes to the natural language element of what's going on. And this is, by the way, by the way, I should just mention reading uh, a little bit more into it. You recognize that many of these AI systems have some sort of stipulation, some sort of suggestion in there that there is a degree of human intervention. Mm -hmm. And that it, the, the tool itself is more about the raw data and not necessarily the placement and organization of it, mm. which it, maybe there could be a misconception around how the public views that. It goes on further. Now, is it ever the case where the open AI has to write the response themselves? Sometimes the responses seem, to, seem too understanding and specific for them to be AI generated. ChatGPT's response. It's possible that the OpenAI team may write responses themselves in some cases. For example, if the prompt is too complex for the model to understand or if the model generates a response that is not accurate or appropriate. However, in general, GPT-3 is capable of generating a wide variety of responses to a wide variety of prompts. So it is likely that the majority of responses you see are generated by the model itself. Additionally, the model is trained on a large data set of text so it can understand and respond in a wide range of topics and situations. So in most cases, it appears it's completely unaffected. But there seems to be some sort of a security system in place where if it's like some type of misuse or some t- type of complete misunderstanding or some some type of complex scenario, mission critical scenario or like code generation like or something. How to build a bomb. A human interve- intervenes. I do not think this is a good idea, yeah. but you think you're talking to an AI 
Anyway, it goes on further to say, hey, listen, this is all listed in in documentation. However, this individual that wrote this article had a little bit of difficulty finding explicit documentation suggesting exactly what ChatGPT is, how how their responses are coming out. Uh, But it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting article. And it, I think maybe humans need, uh, uh, regular users need to know this that this is a possibility because I think there's a a slight lack of understanding on that, that there's a team here that does have some level of influence over this. And yes, it is, it is AI and and yes, it it, uh, is capable of a wide variety of responses. And yes, it's doing completely incredible things, Mm -hmm. but there's a team there and that team has influence and ability to make modifications to, and to possibly make things sound more natural in some circumstances. Mm-hmm. All right, interesting stuff. Have have you? Are you going to try it mm-hmm. sometime soon? I already was bef- before I couldn't get back on. It's mm-hmm. it's incredibly impressive, and it's, it's so fast in real time. It's definitely not a bunch of humans sitting there writing responses. Right, yeah. but it makes you curious when you see, like, you wonder about commonly asked questions or. People are using it for code generation. Yeah. Can you, you know, make this triangle that's like gradient filled colors and yes. animated? Full on CSS programming. It's, yeah. So. Um, and languages as well. Like, can you write a play that's in Shakespeare language in like three paragraphs or something? And then it would just write it. Instantly. Yeah, I know. It's. I think in the immediate uh, immediate future, there's going to be a lot of friction around the use of this tool. Mm-hmm. But I think you. It, it seems obvious to a lot of us that I mean, it might not be this one, but it seems obvious to a lot of us that like we can envision a future in which these assistants are doing all kinds of things for us. Yeah. All kinds. Apple announces MacBook Pros with M2 Pro and M2 Max. Well, just after we finished shooting the show yesterday, it uh, became clear, based on rumors and leaks and such, that the first hardware announcement of the year for Apple was going to happen today. Mm. And I guess we could have talked. To, we couldn't have. We have. We were done shooting yesterday when the news came out that it was going to be M2 Pro and M2 Max. This is one of their kind of mini announcements with no. Uh, event necessary yeah they had a a video oh did they yeah a nice little promo video you don't have to play it i don't know there's probably some song in it and then get their legal team and they're coming for us already happened before apple announced new 14 and 16 inch macbook pros featuring its latest m2 pro and and max chips m2 pro model will launch with a 12 core cpu up to 19 core gpu and 32 gigs of unified memory while the m2 max includes up to 38 cores of gpu power and support for up to 96 gigs of unified memory. The new 14-inch MacBook Pro with M2 starts at 2G's, 2000, or 1999 in USD, with the uh, 16-inch model starting at 2500 both available to order online today, and they will start shipping on January 24th. This is a thing people have been waiting for because it was confusing. You had the M2 chip in other stuff. You were just mm-hmm. waiting on the Pro and the Max, and I think... I don't know about this timeline, if it got modified at different points due to shortages or other global circumstances. So people were holding off, waiting for these things, not wanting to buy the previous generation, which makes sense. These are obviously a big investment. 
the performance here, I presume, is going to be just lights out. Mm. You look at these these figures here, and this is this is like what Mac Pro stuff used to look like not that long ago, and yeah. now it's in our thin and light laptop. And now it comes alongside with a beautiful display and it goes in a bag and you power external monitors and you just have, I mean, up to 96 gigs of memory, what, like up to eight terabytes of storage. I don't know if anyone, probably someone has done it yet or has done it already where they spec the thing out up to the maximum dollar figure. That's always a fun video to make where you just start adding. You're just like, yes, yes, yes. yes. And all of a sudden you have a $20,000 laptop that started at $3,500 and who knows. Maybe that's a video we should make, Well, Maybe that's a, a clip we should do. Yeah, although the it seems like Apple is flooded. The website's a bit slow. Oh, really? They're like, it's like chat GPT. Yeah. We should, we should. Uh, yeah, we can spec. One. Is that it? That's all you can add one. to it? That's all you, never mind. It's not even okay, a fun that's video. It. That's all you can <laughs> add to it, dude. You can only get it to 6,500. Only 6,500. But that, that's because the model you're selecting already has a bunch of specs on it. Like sure. you're already selecting the 16 inch. It already has 96 gigs of unified memory. It already has the 12 core CPU and the 38 core GPU. And so like it's already so heavily spec that you really only have to click two more buttons memory and storage oh never mind so 96 it just changed the description up top because you clicked on it so your options are to change the unified memory and to change the storage and that's it uh-huh. everything else you get on that spec and that's that and this model looks like it's available in five to seven business days so now they're ready to go or people hmm that's an interesting question isn't it uh-huh. well you just know how people try to track the demand for a particular product by watching the shipping dates slip okay, or if yeah. they do and the fact that this might have been delayed and the fact that here we are, when did this page go live? Um, probably two, three hours ago. Two, three hours ago. We're still five to seven business days shipping. Go to the more affordable model. If you don't mind, this is just a little experiment I'd like to run right now. Go to like the 14 inch and go to the base model 14 inch to 2000. Yeah, select that one. So this is the M2 Pro and ships by January 23rd. Six days. Interesting. The other one's five to seven. Oh, because this is not a CTO order. This is a base order. It'll change if you change the RAM. If you change the RAM right now then or the chip, yeah, click anything different. Boom, five to seven days. Uh, made to order. So the CTOs are five to seven days. If you do the custom order, it's five to seven days. And the stock items are going to be there on the 23rd. So if you've been holding out for one of these, there you go. Go get an extremely powerful thing you can put in your bag and you can use it for whatever you want, including chat GPT. Although mm-hmm. you don't really need it for that. No. New MacBook Pro with Wi-Fi 6E support surfaces in regulatory database. This is not the same MacBook Pro that we just talked about. I don't believe so. Evidence is mounting that new Macs could be announced this week. Oh, maybe this it is. This is the same one, right? The filing was spotted by Wade Penner on Twitter. Apple's filing received approval last week on January 11th. Registration references product marketing name MacBook Pro. According to Penner, reveals that the new MacBook Pro models will support Wi-Fi 6E, which uses 6 gigahertz wireless band to enable faster, more reliable wireless connections. Uh, currently, only the latest generation iPad Pro which is this one here. And I can actually attest to the performance of Wi-Fi 6E. I actually do have network capable and uh, it's it's far more reliable than Wi-Fi on previous iPhones that I've used up until the latest generation. Hmm. 
reliable or just potent in general, I don't know. It's struggling less. Although I've, I'm one of these people that has found comparative analysis in the far reaches of my premises at home where that uh, recent iPhones have actually not been the best Wi-Fi performers. Mm. Completely, hey, everybody's situation is different, but I've uh, I've done better with Samsung Wi-Fi in those circumstances. But your iPad is... Oh, this, uh, this, this is the solid? latest iPad is rock solid. It's, oh, okay. it's better. Now, I don't know. Obviously, you have completely different hardware layouts over there, but... Mm. So hopefully the the new MacBook Pros follow suit and they're just as reliable and as effective as uh, the new Mac or the new iPad Pros. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple TV expects you to have an iPhone in order to accept new iCloud terms and conditions. Well, you know what? The Apple TV has increasingly asked for iPhone intervention, whether Why? it's well, whether it's for uh, text input like on uh, an on-screen keyboard or something, it is more convenient for that. You used to be able to launch a virtual remote on the phone as well if you lost or didn't want to use your hardware remote. But why an iPhone, though? Can it just work on an Android? How dare you? Come on, now. Why an iPhone? They're sending you to the store, man. They're sending you to the website. (sighs) They're making you feel this is green bubble, blue bubble territory. Update your Apple ID. The Apple ID needs to be updated to use new features. Hold your phone, your iPhone or iPad close to the Apple TV to update. Uh, Wow. So why can't I accept? It looks like in the right-hand side, there's another page there where it looks like there is maybe a way to accept it otherwise. A viral tweet today highlights a somewhat frustrating limitation with the Apple TV software. As of recent software update, tvOS expects users to access, have access to an iPhone or iPad in order to do things like accept new iCloud terms and conditions. Most people will, with an Apple TV do have an iPhone, I guess. I'm one of the rare cases where I do use an Apple TV at home, but I don't, have, I don't use an iPhone. There are iPhones in my right. house, though. But can it be like a MacBook? Can it be an iPad? Hmm. You know? well, can it I, be an Android phone? That's I have it. to believe... <laughs> that they're going to fix this. This is kind of crazy. There's definitely Apple TVs that are out in the wild without an iPhone nearby. Most of the Apple TV can be used without needing access to other Apple hardware. You can set up the Apple TV from scratch completely independently, install apps and make purchases. Typical Apple ID management duties can be performed from a web browser on a PC if occasionally necessary. I don't even think I've had to do that frequently. Wow. So let me see the viral tweet. I own an Apple TV. I own not a single other Apple device, not one. Every time I start the Apple TV, I get this prompt now. Apple, what do you expect me to do about this? Wow. Okay, that's ugly. They got to fix that. That's a huge problem, Will. Mm. I don't think I've encountered these new terms yet on my app. Or if I did, no, I didn't because I didn't bring an iOS device nearby. Maybe someone else in my house did. Whoa. Rather than allowing users to read and accept the terms on the Apple TV itself, the box says you must use iOS device to do it. Maybe it's just a glitch. Okay, hang on. At the very bottom, in both cases, these prompts can be temporarily dismissed, but they frequently recur until they have been dealt with. So it's just a big, it is an annoyance, though. It's a pop-up. That's an annoyance. (laughs) That's an annoyance. They're going to have yeah. to fix this. Why, why can't they go? Just... Go ahead and fix this. Yeah. No, they got to just show, show the terms on the TV. It's like when you're using PlayStation or something. You just, just scroll, scroll, scroll yeah. whatever. Just show the terms. Get over it. Yeah. You can play with a Galaxy S23 the day Samsung announces it, just like your favorite tech influencer at the event. Uh-huh. 
Ooh, look, my hands are on the new... My, so flashy. I got my hands on a thing. My hands are touching a thing right now. Tons of B-roll. My hands are touching a new thing. That wasn't... It wasn't touching here yesterday. My hands are touching a brand new thing from a company that wants me to touch it and Ugh. buy it. Yuck. And I'm at an event in New York City. Yeah. Well, listen, I've been doing this for a long time, all right? So all right. Leave, leave me alone, sure. Will. But actually, it's not a bad idea. It's kind of cool. Everyone gets to have that experience. Play and it. well, here's okay. the thing. People are, they're wanting to be early adopters. Well, I don't know about in 2023, because I'm hearing a lot of global this and that. I'll tell you what. Uh-huh. I'll tell you a thing or two about that, Will. Anecdotally, in public, people are concerned. Used, used Tesla car prices. Real estate, mortgage brokers, I'm just going to keep saying scary words, artificial Bitcoin pump, or that's another headline. I'm reading the news, Will. Uh-huh. I'm reading the news. But, okay, if this wasn't like um, like an Ultra or something, what if it's like Samsung's newest cool phone, like the triple fold something no no it doesn't matter you ma- want to try it out no right? no no. listen even the That's ultra the uh, even the ultra i like the idea why they got to go online and like watch all these videos and then they got to wait two weeks or they just have to pre-order it sight unseen mm-hmm. which it works for a lot of people and that's fine and they're not going to go to these events anyways but if you you want a little bit more interaction and it's a big investment and in the case of this ultra you're spending 1300 us in some mm-hmm. cases yeah, man, go wrap your mitts around it. Go ha- go go goof around a little bit. See if you really want it. There's five standalone Galaxy Experience spaces for this Galaxy S23 launch. Here are the cities: San Francisco from Feb 1 to 25. That'll be at 111 Powell Street in London, Feb 1 to March 12th, Westfield White City, Paris, Feb 1 to March 1, Westfield Le Fort Temps. Singapore, Feb 2 to 25, Gardens by the Bay West Lawn. And Dubai, Feb 2 to 28 at Dubai Mall. Uh, Oh, man, is there even more planned? For those in the U.S. who don't live anywhere near San Francisco, don't worry. A handful of Samsung stores here. There will also be Galaxy Experience spaces set up. So they won't be dedicated pop-ups for that. But where there's already Mm. Samsung stores. So, like, if you see in Toronto there, you have Yorkdale and Toronto Eden Center at the bottom so you have options in toronto in uh, new york you have roosevelt field palo alto manila la i mean yeah you can take a look at the list and go get a few minutes with it in store before you decide to order it up it is increasingly a big investment these things well it is cool you might want to touch you might want to feel oh yeah samsung unveils 200 megapixel camera sensor that's likely to appear in the galaxy s23 ultra Oh, very shortly. Megapixels. In a moment, in a, in a in a matter of mere moments, Feb one, uh, it boosts light gathering capacity by thirty three percent and can combine four or sixteen pixels into one. Lovely. Low light has been the Achilles heel of uh. smartphones since we started using them as our primary cameras. Smaller sensors, so on and so forth. The downside of having a 200 megapixel sensor would be that you would have uh, smaller pixels and, and, and therefore you might have noise when you have lower light and so on and so forth. So in this case, uh, what you're going to do through that, what are they calling it? Pixel, they have a name for it. ISO cell? 
HP2? Yeah, I know. But when they combine them, is there not a word for that? Uh, oh, as before, it can transform. They're just saying transform into a 1.2 UM 50 megapixel or 2.4 UM 12.5 megapixel sensor by binding either 4 or 16 neighboring pixels, allowing for better performance in low light. Like That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you're getting three sensors for the price of one. It's either 250 or 12.5, bind it together and have different performance attributes. And maybe you have tons of light and you just want to shoot a 200 megapixel photo. You can do that. Or the algorithm doesn't well. have to work so hard. Like night modes and things mm-hmm. like this? Yeah. Although, it might be instant instead of just like, you know, you have to hold down a couple seconds. Hmm. Cool. It also uses something called Smart ISO Pro to capture 12.5 megapixel HDR images in 4K HDR video at up to 60 frames. I'm curious about the video. I tend to be a little bit more in the video mode side, but uh, we'll wait and see. It won't be too long, Will. Um, Samsung's Galaxy S- S22 Ultra only had 108 megapixels Ew. last time. Boo. Oh, disgusting. Yeah. You're still using that? Nasty 108. You're still using that? In, do you know what year it is? Samsung's the only one that has the year in the name. They just straight up switched to the year. Hmm. And because they, they jumped over a bunch at one time, and now it's just the year. S22, you get it in 2022. Yeah. S23, you get it in 2023. They kind of did the automotive thing, uh-huh. which, we, which is what we wanted, and somehow I hadn't referenced that. But they did the automotive thing. They should take out the S2. Just get rid of the S. Yeah, why not? Well, the original one was the Galaxy S. So what, Samsung Galaxy 22? Yeah. Ooh, it has, it's not bad, right? I actually. Yeah. Kind of into it. There you go. Google is reportedly working on its own AirTag-style location tracker. This is not Will's uh, previous clip in which he was talking about the G-Spot, which was uh, courtesy of the design Yanko. website, Yanko. That was a bit of a spoof, but we both looked at it and were like, yeah. They Makes should be, sense. They should be doing that. I mean, not, they, don't, they don't have to call it that. They won't call it that. No, no, they should. But they should be making one. They have their own ecosystem going on. They have their rainbow-colored logo. Uh-huh. They have the phones and the home devices and the assistants, and ChatGPT's going to eat their lunch as far as search is concerned. Yeah. Don't worry. No, Google's working on stuff, and they're scoffing at Microsoft's $10 billion for 50% of OpenAI because they're like, we're doing our own stuff, and... Don't worry, we got plenty. We got AIs. Yeah. What you want? You want AIs? We got AIs. They open a jacket. They open a trunk. What you need? It's just chips. What you need, man? <laughs> Google's reportedly working on its own AirTag style. It won't be called that. So you, all of a sudden, Tile, who had like the corner of the yeah, market, they're like, "Hey, man!" Everybody came in. And everybody comes in all at once and goes, "You've been there for too long, man. You, <laughs> your business is too easy. We got to come in and." take it from you this is via leaker kuba oh you know i gotta take a crack at that name watch wachikowski wachowski go ahead will what wachowski yeah let's just let's just we can do that we can just fly right through it uh-huh. shorten it right up yeah wachowski the developer claims to have discovered references to the upcoming first-party tags in Google's fast pair method for quickly pairing nearby Bluetooth devices. Devices said to be codenamed Grogu after the Baby Yoda character in a Mandal. Did you ever get into that Mandalorian? 
Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. Season three trailer just dropped. I watched The Mandalorian, but then I had trouble with the uh, bubble tea. Hmm? Bubba Fett. Oh, <laughs> that was an old school <laughs> plug there. Yeah, I'm plugging an old school episode if anyone, ca- anyone catches the reference and knows the reference. Willie Doo was like, Boba, brother, Boba. And yeah. I was like, where's the tea? And he was like, easy. I'm talking about Star Wars. Anyways, uh, yeah, I watched Mandalorian. I didn't, uh, I had trouble with getting through the, his, the Boba Fett show. I don't know why. Okay, yeah. But I'll take a crack at this next, uh, this next Grogu situation. Like AirTags and iPhone 11 and newer models, Google's Pixel 6 Pro and 7 Pro smartphones both support ultra-wideband. Trackers could support the wireless protocol in addition to Bluetooth LE to provide users perfi- precise directions to a lost tag. And they could announce the tracking tags alongside new Pixel phones at I.O. Developer Conference in May. And he's even got a picture of Grogu there. Never lose your Grogu. He keeps getting lost in the show, doesn't he? Like, you can't yeah. track this guy down. Spoiler so alert. hijinks. Spoiler alert. He's tough to keep track of. He's a little package. He's, he's all over the place. I wonder how they're going to deal with the privacy issue thing. No, they're not. They're not. There's no way around it, right? Are they? Well, I will say this. The Android install base, like, they will probably be quick to launch the an app for iOS as well uh-huh. to get around that because Apple took its to time doing app, that. Though. And then you have to search. Oh, here's what they'll do. Here's what they'll do, Will. Huh? They'll create a partnership and they'll totally get along with each other and they'll shake hands and they'll say, you know what, let's make it open-ended so both of our phones can can tell if an unknown tracker from either of our brands is nearby. Why don't we do that? Because we're good friends and we work together for the good of society and, and our citizens and the environment and everything else that we're saving every time somebody buys a new thing from us. Yeah. <sighs> I hope that happens. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> Seems obvious at this point. I don't know what else could happen. Tesla suddenly accelerates into BC Ferries ramp breaks into another day, another Tesla crashes story. Guess what, guys? The more Teslas that are out there, the more Teslas that are going to crash. For a Numbers. variety of reasons. For a variety of reasons. West Vancouver Police Department is investigating the cause of a one-vehicle crash at a Horseshoe Bay ferry ramp that took two people to hospital. Wow. Imagine it just hit the ramp straight. Just boom, just like in the movies. Uh-huh. Uh, pretty wild. West Vancouver police investigating sudden acceleration. Sudden acceleration. These things accelerate fast. Well, even you know. Even you know. It's just instant no big noise or nothing, and you are just... And then they talk about the roadster. They're like, Dude, they're, we're going to do a roadster, and, and it's taking a long time, and we have other priorities, but just know it's going to blow the, the plaid Model S out of the water. It's like, what? What are we doing? What? Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> what? what? That thing is already so violent in plaid mode. It is violence on the road. And I, by the way, I'm not complaining personally, but you try to imagine, like, you've got to be... You've got to be engaged. And you yeah. imagine if they get that roaster down to like 1.5 seconds or something, you best be engaged. Mm. Get yourself involved in a weapon on wheels like that. That is violent acceleration. Anyway, yeah. I'm not suggesting that that's what this one is, but they all, they're all 
they all get up to speed, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Mark McLean, a spokesperson for West Vancouver Police Department, told Glacier Media the driver and passenger were both taken to a hospital non-life-threatening injuries, thank goodness. It looks like it was trying to board a ferry and suddenly accelerated into the gate, basically destroying the Tesla. Is this one of those one-pedal driving? You know how I'm so critical of one-pedal driving? Your foot is always hovering the accelerator. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, ah, oh, I got used to it and, and this and that. And it's like, I understand, look, man, people can adjust and adapt and, and they should. But in the current modern world, you have a lot of people transitioning from traditional vehicles. Mm. And they may have had a Tesla for a week or a month or whatever. But that foot hovering, just resting over top that accelerator compared to where it would be on a gas powered vehicle. Sure. Over top the brake. It's a split second difference. Mm-hmm. I'm, by the way, I'm not justifying it at all. I, have no, I am not yet to put my Tesla through a gate mm. myself, nor are you. But I'm just saying, you do all the math on this stuff. Mm. And other automakers have taken a slightly different approach to one pedal. Tesla's been the most aggressive. And you kept saying to me, well, why don't you go tone it down in your settings? Guess what? You have it in your settings. I don't really have it in mine because in the Plaid model, there's different rules. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can't really uh, disable that. You need that heavy, that heavy regen. Anyway, don't get me started on it. It doesn't appear alcohol was involved. It's another thing they said. We don't know what caused it to happen. Police are initially looking at either a mechanical issue or a matter concerning the driver, which may have caused sudden acceleration. I feel like we need to do investigation on this particular one. Call them up? Is that what you mean? Because we always hear about these stories, but then we don't know the result. Whether well, it's a software issue or a driver issue. Well, let me tell you this. This is an important thing to put out there to the world. Because obviously Tesla takes all the attention, as it should, because it's you know on the fringe and the most exciting. But there have been sudden acceleration occurrences with gas-powered vehicles in the past as well. Right? There's been uh-huh. extremely publicized cases in the past of unknown sudden acceleration. And they've done extensive research into it. And then they'd be like, you know what? Most of the time it's user error. And a lot of the time, it's a driver in an unfamiliar car mm. who just makes a, a short mishap, and it doesn't take much. Yeah, You'll see, uh, I was over at the breakfast spot. It was maybe six months ago, and the glass is all shattered. And I go, what happened? And he says, some driver mistook the accelerator, and they weren't in a Tesla, and they came straight through the glass in, mm-hmm. instead of... Yeah. You know, or they forgot to put it in, they put it in drive instead right. of reverse. It's just like the simplest thing. Oftentimes, well, I don't know what the saying is for this, but oftentimes it's not the most exciting or conspiratorial, but it's actually the, the most boring answer. and the most obvious thing that took place. So, by the way, I'm not, it could be either. I don't want to cast because like, I have such limited information right now. But this thing, and especially with the one pedal, you got to just put it all into consideration over here. Mm-hmm. Put this uh, headline, though. Suddenly accelerates. I know. Suddenly Scary. accelerates. It, it definitely it the head. Well, the headline su- seems to suggest that it did it on its own. Hmm. And every time we see one of these headlines, it seems to suggest that it just happened on its own. It doesn't say driver suddenly accelerates. It says Tesla suddenly accelerates. Yeah. And so... 
you understand how people can misconstrue but you know how it is in internet 23 got you it. got you people got to read and they click and they don't click you don't pay your bills and like listen man it's 2023 so the 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 viewer the reader they got to go a little bit more depth they got to look at it from five different angles that's fine yeah. that's just how we got to train ourselves 2023 hmm. tesla downgrades performance brakes and adds a cover to hide it <laughs> How are you gonna go from that story to this story? Well, that's rude, man. This guy goes from there to there. So well, I don't know if this is like a hit piece or something because maybe they're better brakes in a way, or maybe just more efficient because no, I, are, I already said, dude, on the plaid, those brakes are not sufficient, which is the reason I need the regen to be aggressive. But but this one's due to size, so bigger brakes mean. Better brakes? Usually, yes. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. You okay. have more stopping power, right? You got more more grip on there. Tesla has uh, clandestinely downgraded its performance brakes on the Model Y performance and even put a cover to hide the change in a deceptive move. When growing from, going from a Model Y long range to Model Y performance, the biggest difference is arguably the performance brakes. Well, that's interesting. You also get faster acceleration, higher top speed, but those are basically software unlocked since the powertrain in the vehicle is virtually the same. That is so bizarre that all the performance features are just software. <laughs> yeah. Just the flip of a switch. <laughs> oh, man. Or like a check mark. There's also bigger wheels. Uh, the bigger Brembo brakes are arguably the most significant upgrade for the, for the money to move up to the top performance version. However, we now learn that Tesla's downgraded the brakes and has done it in a very sneaky and deceiving way. The company was working on... Some customers model, model Y and some of their own Model Y vehicles and discovered the downgrade. So what is the difference? They changed the way the caliper looks. The company spotted this around September when Tesla started to replace Brembo caliper on the right with the new Mando brake on the left. Wow. So it's, it's significantly smaller, apparently. Performance upgrade on the Model Y, uh, two millimeter thicker rotor with an additional venting feature. Huh. Yeah. Well, listen. Nobody likes a downgrade, and no. uh, you wonder. You get you 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 question as to why. I presume it's related to costs. They they probably think, hey, this is an area where this is not a major differentiating factor for us, but it is a little bit unfortunate. The company now says that the rotor is two millimeters thinner with the downgrade. Here's a comparison of brake pads on both calipers. I mean, they probably knew people would figure it out, but I guess it's uh, in 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 their estimation, the cost is more important to the average buyer than the stopping power via traditional brakes. They're like, we'll just turn off the feature for the. the mm-hmm. It'll be all regen again. Lean on the regen. Microsoft faces EU antitrust warning over the Activision deal. You know, yesterday we were talking about this, or maybe it was the day before, and we were talking about how Microsoft was making the case that PlayStation has the better exclusives, and that's why they need Activision. Uh-huh. You remember that? Yep. Is it really the same, though? Is Activision the same type of acquisition as the Sony properties? Or does it seem bigger and more powerful? It does, right? It does, yeah. With Blizzard, and Activision also and, has Blizzard. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's which like, makes really hit titles. It's at a scale where you're you're kind of like, hmm. and I know they said we're not going to make anything exclusive. Like that's not the goal of this acquisition, but 
you and I are both skeptical, aren't we? Hmm. And so is the EU, apparently. They're like, hmm, is this good for business or bad for business? Likely to receive an EU antitrust warning about its $69 billion bid for Call of Duty maker Activision Blizzard. People familiar with the matter said it, that it could pose another challenge to completing the deal. European Commission is readying a charge sheet known as a Statement of Objections, setting out its concerns about the deal, which will be sent to Microsoft in the coming weeks. I don't know if this deal gets done. I have no... It seems you could make a lot of cases for why it shouldn't at this scale. Mm. But uh, Microsoft will continue to make the case as to why it's better and how it's going to... How it's a dream deal for consumers mm-hmm. that all the integration and PlayStation. And, yeah, yeah 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 all the integration and enhanced competition between the consoles and cross play plans and whatever else they might say but that's going to be a tough one it's i mean 69 billion bucks and i think any anybody who's a gamer understands the significance of those two brands activision and blizzard and wh- whether or not you want it to be a part of the microsoft family or if you prefer it to be standalone. Dying for an EV, Ford Mustang Mach-E converted into an electric hearse and limousine. Whoa, these are obviously concepts. I like the hearse (laughs) better. Look at the glass panels over there. I could get a lot of cargo in there. This reminds me of uh, the Pope Mobile. A little bit, but that one's for dead bodies, well. Yeah, this one. A hearse. Well, uh, why they have it like open glass then? That's a, that's what I'm saying. It's, it, it's like for a public type of funeral yeah. where you're driving, you can see the casket or something. Uh, I don't know. Or maybe it's tinted. I'm not, I don't know. I'm an expert in that territory. Um, the new ceremonial range. <laughs> wow. They're really going to do it. Coleman Milne, the UK's leading hearse and limousine manufacturer, recently unveiled a new ceremonial range based on Ford's Mustang Monkey platform, including a limousine and hearse. National sales director at Coleman Mill explains why the company is going zero emissions. We've long championed the electric hearse at Coleman Mill, and we're proud to welcome the Ative hearse and limousine as the latest additions to our range. Wow, let me see some more images here. This is a real thing. Holy stop it. It looks way too sporty. Uh. No? <laughs> It's very cool. Is that too sporty for a funeral? No, no. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of sends a different message. But who knows? Maybe uh, the deceased is more of a party type, and they're into in style. They're into. They had a Mustang at one time, and they want to. Yeah. They want to roll to the to the grave site in a Mustang. That is so oh, wild God. looking. It's kind of like a car truck. SUV all in one. It's so confusing to the mind. Do they have a picture of the limo? No. No, not a big picture of the limo. Very interesting. You always wonder about this. I get, you know, obviously there's companies that specialize in taking everyday vehicles from ma- major manufacturers and making limos and hearses out of them. Mm-hmm. It's the, you just don't think about it very often. They, they're normally like Cadillacs and things like that. Uh huh. That I've seen. 2024 Corvette E-Ray packs 655 all-wheel horsepower and accelerates quicker than a Z06. So, ooh, 2.5 seconds. The hybrid all-wheel drive C8 Corvette 0-60 in 2.5, the quickest production vet in history. 
that's kind of cool. You don't hear as much about hybrids anymore. Mm. It's all one or the other. Mm -hmm. And increasingly just the other, which is electric. But hybrid's kind of useful. Best of both, little gas over here. I know a lot of people never plug in their plug-in hybrids. Mm. They just keep charging uh, or yeah. with the uh, gas, which doesn't it kind of doesn't maximize efficiency. You're really supposed to plug those ones in as well. Mm. After lots of leaks and teasers, it's here. Feast your eyes on the 2024 Chevrolet Corvette E-Ray. First hybrid Corvette. First all-wheel drive. Uh, 70th anniversary of the original Corvette back in 1953. But obviously this one is so much more futuristic looking than that original version. These these cars look pretty cool these days. Corvettes, you see them in the road. You know, if you're if you're if you see them in the distance, mm. I mean they kinda I'm sure this has been said before, but they kind of put out like almost like a Ferrari type stance and feel. Yeah. People are angry now. They're like, how dare you call a Corvette a Ferrari. But you know what I'm saying, man? Angular and low and angular and less money. <laughs> hey man they look fun well, though no, i'm serious man like the 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 cost to performance ratio is incredible over here mm -hmm. like let's just be honest with it it's a lot less money and maybe it's 80 percent of the fun or more i don't know yeah zero to 60 in 2.5 10.5 second 130 mile per hour quarter mile It'll be quicker than the 670 horsepower C8 Z06 for reference. Hmm. Yeah, which was 2.6 here to 60. I like the hybrid element of it. I think uh, it's obviously going to be more efficient. So it's faster and more efficient, which people love. Mm -hmm. um, 1.9 kilowatt hour battery, 80 flat pouch lithium ion cells from LG. Compared to conventional hybrids, the E-Ray's battery is tiny, weighing just over 100 pounds to keep weight to a minimum. Engineers decided to use a small battery capable of discharging and recharging quickly for a maximum performance out of a physically small package. So primarily, it's not going to be about efficiency. It's only going to be about performance, which is fine in a performance car like this. Not really um, usually a road trip machine, but do as you wish and do as you please. Very cool. All right, last one. Harley-Davidson CEO says the brand will be all electric in the future. Ooh, that's controversial. Yeah, right? That get people pissed off because those things sound incredible, right? Those are uh -huh. those. What are they going to do without the noise? Boom, 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 boom. I don't know what they're. They're gonna. They're gonna probably be like those other guys and create a fake one. It'll have a yeah. fake Harley noise, maybe. Just I don't mind the look of that the bike, by the way. No, maybe, they make really nice electric bikes. Maybe that's controversial to say, but like that bike looks pretty damn cool right now. Yeah. Harley-Davidson was one of the first major motorcycle manufacturers to add electric motorcycles to its lineup last decade. So no surprise that they're saying we're going to go 100% electric. That's going to piss off some people. Some point. Oh, he just said at some point in time. Sure. A long-term transition that uh -huh. needs to happen. Not something you do overnight. He's, uh -huh. he's quelling people's concerns with that statement. Uh -huh. He's saying, don't get too worried. Well, still, you're, you're going to hear the rumble for a few more years. Yeah. And then after that, you'll be dead, so who cares? Yeah. He didn't say that part. I said that part with his design heritage spanning well over a century. Harley-Davidson is, of course, best known for loud, large displacement, internal combustion engine-powered motorcycles. Hmm. Constant evolution. 
I gotta make a move to electric. All right, we should check one of these out, no? Do I need a motorcycle license? I guess so. To ride it, sure. Well, like, we've had cars in the studio. Uh-huh. And look at this. Uh, uh, we do a lot of electric cars. What, what about electric motorcycles? I'm going to get some, I'm gonna have to get some training over here. I never rode these motorcycles. Uh-huh. You know, what about you? You ever rode these motorcycles? No. I've only ridden a moped. Okay. That's, that's something. Yeah. Harley Davidson moped? Yeah. Is that I what it wish. was? Huge uh, internal combustion? I am curious about the sound, though. Big displacement. Like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do about the sound? Uh, yeah, maybe it's, like I said, maybe it's like that Challenger. Yeah. Is that guy riding it right there? It's called the Livewire S2. Give us a little piece of that. He, hopefully he's not going to get his lawyers on top of us or whatever. Look at this guy. Look at this. It's clean. It's futuristic. A little bit of silver, a little bit of black. Come on. Who doesn't? Even even uh, in Harley, even a Harley Davidson guy could get into that. Well, what do you think? No, I yeah. Okay, I, I don't know. Okay, all right. I'm just kind of thinking that they would want um, an old school looking bike. But in, so, do like, you just say just keep doing the two version. of them just forever? They should. Yeah, just do the two of them forever. A, the DNA is tied to gas powered loud machines. So you're talking DNA then. Uh, yeah, lineage. Well, listen, let's I can, go. I can appreciate that. I I agree with you, I, and it looks like it'll be that way for the short term. But you know, all these companies have had to say, at some point, we're going to be all electric. Like they're all saying it. Mm-hmm. E- even the ones you didn't expect, the, the the traditional companies with the high displacement or race mm-hmm. cars and everything else. They just everyone's saying it. So you can't really fault them for hopping in appears to be the future consumers drive this thing consumers are looking electric yeah companies have to respond to consumers thank you very much to everybody who joined here today we really do appreciate it uh i know that there's been it's been a confusing scene around here lately as we've been uh finding our stride refinding our stride finding ourselves actually yeah where it's a constant life is an it's a constant process you know? of finding that well you can't find yourself can you will not fully and you probably shouldn't to be honest it's yeah. terrifying <laughs> <laughs> holy i just found myself wait did i yeah no i don't think i don't think i want to now the more i think about it i think i'll just continue traveling along Floating in space, you know. Hmm. And uh, but if I'm gonna be over here floating, then I'm happy to be floating with the bunch of you. And this puzzle that I've turned into building blocks. You're never gonna solve that. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Uh, let me just give you a little preview. Tomorrow, okay. We're gonna set up a scheduled event, okay, on this show. And you're going to get a notification and you should be able to go in there and chat and do the same pre-show agenda. But then for people who are watching after the fact, they won't have to scrub an hour or whatever for pre-show. So we're just tweaking, playing with that a little bit, trying to get the best of both and satisfy all parties. We listen. I, I swear we listen. I promise we, we listen. We're at your disposal. So keep letting us know what you like and don't like. And uh, we'll see you once again on the show tomorrow. Later.